it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had the pleasure in interviewing McKinney Smith. McKinney is an entrepreneur. She's a coach. She's an author, a speaker, and a podcast host, just to name a few things. And we had a phenomenal conversation. I think she is very inspiring, and she offered a lot of great gems and insight. And I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Here's a little bit of McKinney's bio. McKinney Smith is an award-winning entrepreneur. She has successfully crafted a business and personal development as a mindset coach, helping women reach their goals, a certified Proctor Gallagher consultant for her mentor, Bob Proctor, and a four-time published author. Her first book is titled A Walk in My Stilettos, How to Get Through the Struggle with Grace. She is also the host of the five-star rated A Walk in My Stiletto podcast for women looking for the tools and motivation to conquer their fears, own their story, and uncover the potential hidden within. Her passion to improve the quality of people's lives, making an impact in which she contributes her time, spreading awareness of mindset, providing expertise on media platforms globally. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We have an awesome guest today, McKinney Smith. Welcome, McKinney. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being on. I'm super excited to talk to you. So, McKinney, before I get into, like, asking you all these awesome questions and learning all about you and what you do, I like to start with, like, a fun fact question. So, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Um, most people would not know that I'm severely introverted. Um, I'm really shy. Um, although I do public speaking, I do not like to speak. (laughs) So most people would not know that, you know, based on looking at what I do for a living and, you know, looking at all the stuff I have online, they assume that I'm very loud and boisterous. And when they meet me, they're like, oh, you're so quiet. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because I meet a lot of people all the time who are out there, they're speaking, they're doing different things, and they'll say that. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm more like, I'm more of an extrovert. I do like to be around people and everything, but then I can be kind of introverted as well. So I think, I think sometimes, um, you know, it just depends on the situation, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people where even networking events, like I'm, I'm grateful for, 
you know, the time that we're in right now that I don't have to go out because I even get social anxiety being in rooms with so many people and it's, it's a lot for me. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You know, like me, I'm actually longing for an event. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, get me out of here. So... Right. I think introverts are thriving right now and extroverts are like screaming for help. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. I know you're an author, a coach, a speaker, you're doing a lot of things. So tell us a little bit about you. Wow. I mean, I have been an entrepreneur for maybe 11 plus years now. And I went straight from being a stay-at-home mom to a full-time entrepreneur. I was going through a divorce and I looked at, you know, what could I do to have unlimited income and still be able to provide for my children the way that they were living and still have the flexibility to be a full-time mom because I have three children. And I jumped straight into entrepreneurship, uh, jumped without a, you know, a parachute. (laughs) And um, I had that mentality back then that, there was no plan B that I had to make this work. And, you know, my, my sister passed away shortly after I started my entrepreneurship journey. And for about six months, I couldn't work. I couldn't function. My, my brain, like my whole family was going through depression. And when I jumped back into being an entrepreneur, I thought about all of the messages that I had received from people telling me how my sister made them feel and what she had done for them on their entrepreneurship journey. And I thought about what legacy could I leave behind? You know, how could I serve on a larger scale? How could I make more of an impact? And that's when I switched from selling real estate full-time to personal development, going through my healing journey um, from the divorce and losing my sister and doing the work of bettering myself. And I thought, wow, everybody needs to know this stuff. And I got connected with my mentor, Bob Proctor, who was featured in the documentary, The Secret. And in meeting him and his wife and his daughter, they kind of opened up my eyes to the beauty of personal development, but also in servant leadership. And I started creating tools for other people so that they could tap into their potential. And that's where the four books um, came from. And for a couple of years, I had a personal development app. And now I have a podcast. So my personal development journey in, in serving came from my struggles and how I worked through that. That's interesting. I, I think a lot of times um, I hear that often people will go through something and see like, and once they come through, they're like, there's other people who could use this. Yes. So you took something that you went through and you saw that there was a need for other people. And then you started your business doing that. And I think that is wonderful. And I love Bob Proctor, by the way. Uh, He is an amazing human being, like his energy for his age. Like I think he's like 88, 89 right now and his energy and his passion to serve. And even when he, you know, he walks around a room, like you could just feel his, his vibe. And he's not one of those, um, older people that move slowly, like he walks quick. He, this man has purpose. <laughs> it's still clear that he has all this wit about him. Like I seen an interview uh, that he did very recently, and I was like, "Wow, you know, he's still yeah, yeah." Somebody was asking me, like, um, 
I was saying he had, he still has videos on like YouTube and they were like, but is it new stuff or old stuff? I'm like, no, it's new. No, it's, like, new. it's new. Like I'm, I'm one of his um, consultants from, from his company, Procter and Gallagher. And every, every, it's almost, I think it's every week, but well, every month they have a uh, live Q and A where, you know, our clients can come on and ask Bob direct questions and have him answer them. But he does stuff for us like every week. So we're still doing Zoom calls with him. He's still showing up. He's still putting in that work. That is awesome. So you you said you you started off with your entrepreneurial journey in real estate and then, you know, going through losing your sister and everything, you started doing some personal work. And how did you make the transition though from, you know, real estate to what you're doing now? Well, that's interesting. So when I was selling the real estate and my sister passed away, um, shortly after, you know, I was going to different support groups and meeting different women and sharing my story. And they're like, wow, like that's an amazing story. You know, you need to write a book. And I thought, okay, that's a great way for me to, instead of sharing my story one-to-one, share it one-to-many. And in that process, when I started writing my book and I started talking on social media that I'm writing a book and everyone's like, oh, you're writing a book about real estate? And I'm like, actually, it has nothing to do with real estate. And in the deeper I dug into my personal development journey, the more I realized that I was no longer excited about real estate. That industry didn't make me feel good. I wasn't passionate about it. And the more that I wrote and the closer I got to releasing my book is when I said, you know what, I'm going to walk away from real estate. And I had um, a business coach at the time and she said, girl, you need to wait until you are doing well enough in personal development or with speaking or with the books before you can walk away from real estate. And I'm one of those people who I live by faith. And I said to her, you know what? I, I appreciate your advice, but no. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, shortly after the book came out, I was, I just wasn't feeling real estate. And I literally put it down. I, you know, I went through some health challenges and I was in a car accident and I didn't have the capacity to drive around and show homes. And I didn't have the energy to be doing all the things that real estate required of me. And I was able to serve clients virtually. You know, I was able to monetize my business virtually. And even the occasional time I was asked to go out and speak and share my story. I'm like, well, I'm getting paid to do this. Let me take all of my energy and focus on what it is that I'm passionate about. So it was kind of like real estate dropped and personal development jumped up. And that's how I've gotten to where I am today because I took all that energy and focused it on one thing. Why do you think that's hard for so many people to do? Because, I mean, it seems like you know what you're passionate about. And it's like, okay, now I, I'm not feeling this thing anymore. So I'm passionate about it. I'm making money doing it. I'm going to jump out there and do it. and stepped out on faith to do it. But a lot of people sometimes get stuck there. Like they know that they should be doing something else. They know they're unhappy in their current situation, but they're not, you know, going to take that step or it takes them so long to do it. Why do you think that is? I think oftentimes people procrastinate on what it is that they know they should be doing. Um, because of doubt, worry, fear, um, you know, they, they doubt their own abilities. They doubt their ability to make it. They worry about being able to provide for their family and they're probably comfortable with, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, whether it be a nine to five or what have you, some kind of secure income and the fear of what other people are going to say or what other people think or the fear of failure. And 
especially at that time when I decided to make that transition, because of the loss of my sister and my divorce, I dug really deep into my faith. And my relationship with God gave me that strength and courage to take that leap and to say, you know what, I've come this far. I'm not going to fail. God's got me. I'm good. And as long as I'm putting in the work, then I'll be okay. And I think oftentimes it's almost like we don't, we don't trust, you know, not only do, do we not trust the higher power, we don't trust ourselves. And I think that, and I, I honestly, for a lot of people, I don't even recommend that they jump out of their secure income (laughs) and straight into entrepreneurship because it's, it's not easy. It was not easy. And I'll be totally honest with you. The first eight months that I was in real estate, I didn't make any money. And I was a single mother of three. I had a mortgage to pay. I had a car payment. I had a dog. I had health issues. There was no security in that for me. So it was stressful. But after those first eight months of me being consistent and putting in the work and trusting that it will work out eventually, God was like, okay, you've suffered enough. (laughs) And it was like the taps opened up and the business started to pour in. And I made more in the last four months of that year than most agents make in 12 months. Wow. So, you know, the, the consistency and the focus, and I'm going to say all of that built up my resilience for me to continue and, and do what I do now. And it gives me the confidence to do what I do now. So I think a lot of people are afraid, um, especially if they haven't taken big risks like that before. And it's uncomfortable at, at first, right? And mm-hmm. it gets messy in the middle, but it's beautiful in the end. I love the messy in the middle, but beautiful in So what are some things that people can do to overcome their fear? Well, here's the thing about fear. We all experience fear at some point, right? And it's not even necessarily overcoming it. It's working through it. Uh, We come up as, as human beings when we are, you know, working towards something that is out of our comfort zone. We come up to this terror barrier. It's like a wall. And we need to be able to push through that wall in order to get to the rewards. And I always say that everything I ever wanted is on the other side of what I feared. You know, I love to travel. I love seeing and experiencing new things, but I was terrified of airplanes, terrified of flying. I was one of those people who, you know, I need a vomit bag. (laughs) I'm terrified of flying. You know, I'm one of those people who you could never have told me that I was going to be standing on stages and speaking publicly because I was terrified of public speaking, but it's working through that fear and pushing through. And when you get to the other side, that's where all the rewards are. You know, there's an acronym for um, fear. Uh, So on, on one end, it is false evidence appearing real. And in my book, I talk about how I look at it as face everything and rise. I love it. I love it. Face everything and rise. I like that. Now that's one I hadn't heard of the false evidence appearing real for sure, but face everything and rise. I like that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about, um, I know you, you have several books. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a walk in my stilettos. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, like how did this book uh, come about and, you know, share a little bit about it. with us. Absolutely. So the first book, a walk in my stilettos, how to get through the struggle with grace was my first book, uh, chapter book. And in that book, I'm sharing my journey, um, my journey of how I got through adversities from, you know, growing up in government housing, being raised by a single mom, being a teen mom, um, you know, escaping 
abusive relationships, starting entrepreneurship, getting into personal development, but each chapter, there are tips and tools to help you get through what it is that you're going through. You know, each chapter has a focus uh, to get through the different stages that you're going through. So there's, there's tools in there, there's scripture in there, there's systems in there. There's advice that I got from my, my mentor, Bob Proctor in there. And his wife, Linda Proctor, actually wrote the foreword for that book. Yeah. So I think, I think that is absolutely great. And you've been through a lot and you share a lot of that. And how are you able to just be so open with everything that you've gone through? (laughs) (laughs) Funny enough, you know, growing up, I think transparency was one of those things in the past that I looked at as a weakness. And I've learned to look at it as a strength because I used to say things openly and people are like, did you just say that? What? Why are you saying that out loud? Um, But Dr. Brene Brown, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she studies shame and vulnerability. And she has a quote that says, shame loves secrecy. And when you name the shame or you shed light on it, there's no longer that, that, that shame there. And I honestly believe like people love to talk about other people and to tell other people's stories for them. And rather than have someone else control my narrative, I will tell you, I will tell you like it is. You heard it from the horse's mouth. (laughs) So me being open and transparent has actually taught me as an adult how you can build community because our stories may be about us, but they're not only for us. And the more that I am open about my journey and the more that I share, I attract other women who have experienced the same things or who want to overcome those same things or who have experienced those same things and have overcome it that can also help me. So you create this community and you attract more like-minded people and you repel those people who are not meant to be around you. Yeah. Good stuff there. So with everything that's going on, um, you know, in the world right now, I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about mental health, but this has, 2020 has been (laughs) a roller coaster for us all. You know, I know people who've lost people, lost, lost businesses, lost just, you know, their whole way of life and everything has shifted. They've had to like make changes and pivot and some people haven't been able to bounce back as quickly. So uh, what is some advice would you give, you know, women that may be going through, uh, you know, mental health challenges right now or, you know, struggling with everything that's going on? Yeah, I find with the health pandemic and with the race pandemic, there is a lot that is affecting our mental health right now. And I think that as women, we first need to be gentle with ourselves. We first need to become aware of what it is that we are consuming. You know, we're on social media a lot. We're talking on the phone a lot. We're doing a lot of things. Be very aware of what you are consuming, especially with the news. There's a study that says um, watching three minutes of the news can affect you from having um, a a bad day by up to like almost 30%. And I'm thinking three minutes of the news. Wow. So (laughs) it's, it's a lot of, of negative information, right? And with news and journalism, they're like, if it bleeds, it feeds. So consuming that affects us, right? Energy is transferable. And as as people, whatever you are consuming, like none of us have a bulletproof vest for negativity. So you need to be very mindful of what you're consuming. And instead of consuming all of that negativity, find things to be creative with. Um, find things that uplift you. Find or Focus on things that... Uh, make you feel good. You know, this is the best time to prioritize self-care. 
you know, whether that be making sure you're eating right, drinking water, getting enough sleep, using affirmations, prayer, um, practicing gratitude daily, physic like physically being active and exercising, all of those things are great, healthy ways you can implement into your daily routine, which is things that I do every single day to help me stay positive and to help me, um, you know, not focus on the negative because what we focus on grows, right? Right, right. And I say that all the time, like, I, you know, give me the weather. (laughs) (laughs) I look at it on my phone, but I found myself, like, during this period, I was just like, looking at it every day, trying to see what's going on, okay, and then, you know, you see the numbers of people who have died from it, you see what's going on, and with the politicians and everything, and then everything else, and then all of a sudden, I had this anger. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I had this anxiety and all this th- stuff going on. And I was like, okay, I have to step away from this. So I didn't, I didn't realize it was three minutes of it that can really, you know, increase your chance yeah. of a bad day by 30%. But I do realize it does, you know, have some type of effect on you. So I try to limit my news, you know, I I take it in small doses and Mm -hmm. like I said, just give me the weather because a lot of that stuff you're being fed it and there's not a lot that you can do to make a change, but it can definitely cause you to feel uneasy. It can, you know, be a, be a trigger for you. And so just, you know, trying to take in more positive things, like you said, affirmations and reading and journaling and prayer things. Definitely. I, I think that's some great advice for sure. Yeah, when the when the pandemic first began, if you recall, everything was about coronavirus and COVID-19. Everything, every email, every time you turned on the TV, everything on social media, and it created like this world viral anxiety. People who had never even experienced anxiety before had no idea what they were even feeling. But when you study, you know, how the brain works and the mind and energy, the second that you have a negative thought, it changes your, it's like a chemical reaction in your, your brain and your body, right? So you think of all that negativity, how that is impacting your body. And when your body is dealing with all of that um, discomfort and negative energy, that creates like this dis-ease in your body. Like the word disease is dis-ease, right? And that anxiety that's in your body that causes all kinds of sicknesses and ailments. And we just need to be more cognizant and aware that that is a possibility. So instead of consuming all of that negativity and allowing our energy and our bodies to be affected in that way, being very intentional about, you know, finding the positive things to think of and to look at. And I became one of those people where I was like, I don't even want to know the numbers because how is that helping me? How is that serving me right now? As long as I am staying indoors and washing my hands and wearing a mask, if I have to go to the grocery store, if I'm doing my part, I don't need to know the exact numbers because that is not helping my mental health. Right. Exactly. I, I feel, I'm, I feel that <laughs> wholeheartedly. That's how I am too. You know, I really had, cause I was doing that anyway, like really limiting the amount of, you know, media I took in, but as this has been going on, I had to do it even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just checked my phone for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it seems like you you do have to fact check social media, but you get most of the crazy stuff on there anyway. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So what are you excited about right now, Makini? Are you working on anything, any projects, anything coming up? 
Uh, yeah, I have a lot that I'm excited about right now. I mean, because of the pandemic, um, my girlfriend and I, we partnered on a project and we reached out and we got sponsorship by the city of Toronto to sponsor a 12-week business mentorship for women of color because there is so much happening, you know, right now with the pandemic, especially, you know, people need to make money to support their families, but then also with the inequalities and things that are happening with, with people of color, um, they have basically funded that we can do the 12 weeks um, business mentorship. So we had a session today. So I'm excited about that. And I love to see how it's helping other women. Like I'm really passionate about helping other people tap into their potential. So giving them the tools for free that they can help to build their businesses, providing them, you know, with the experts for free so that they can build on their business and provide for them, their families. Like that excites me. Wow. That, that is exciting. And I think it's great that you uh, were able to get the program funded and you're able to give back in that way. Yeah, that's where my heart is. Honestly, I, for, for years, and I've actually learned this philosophy from Bob Proctor, but, you know, he talks about, um, you know, using a large portion of your, your time to give back, um, whether that be monetary, whether that be with your physical time, however you can. So I make sure that 33% of my time and energy, I am using that to give back. And then 33% of the time I am around my peers and learning and peer mentorship. And then the other 33%, I am connecting and rubbing elbows with people who are doing better than me so I can learn from them. I love that. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so you broke it down into 33. Like, I love that. Yeah. Wow. So 33% of giving back, 33% of being around your peers, right? Along with my peers, yep. And then 33% of being around people that, that people they're all about who can coach okay. me and mentor me and uplift me and, and show me the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's different. I haven't heard uh, too many people say that they do it that way. And I could see how that could be beneficial, but how do you balance it all though? You're a mother, you, you know, you, you're an entrepreneur, you do all this stuff. Like how do you balance it all? I have my own personal formula that I use for balance and it involves a lot of F words, not the ones you think. <laughs> so at the beginning of my formula, it's my faith, right? So I dedicate my time and making sure that I have my, my time in there for my conversations with God every day. You know, I have my church sermons on Sunday, Bible studies on Wednesday, and then comes my family. So as an entrepreneur, because my schedule can get hectic, I make sure I schedule in the kids' activities or school stuff, um, you know, their health appointments, time to, you know, sit down and have one-on-one -on -one time with them. And then comes my finances. So my clients, because I have an online calendar, after I've blocked off the time for the kids and, and for my faith, they can schedule in in those free spots, you know, so that's where I make my money. And then there's time after that for friends and fun. But that equation is is how I balance it all. Awesome, awesome. And you know, that's interesting. Some people say, you know, they still haven't figured out balance. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say it don't exist, you know. <laughs> but it sounds like you have a formula. I love it. Yeah, I remember <laughs> um, <laughs> when years ago uh, with Mary Kay, uh, that was like the thing, you know, faith first, family second, you know, mm -hmm. and career third. And so that's, yeah. But I think it's definitely a great formula because that's how it should, should be. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been absolutely great chatting with you, Bikini. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us. Uh, so tell us like what, you know, what is the impact that you want to leave on the world? Oh, wow. The impact that I want to leave on the world is I want to be able to help as many women as possible tap into their fullest potential. I feel like there are so many women out here playing small. There are so many women out here with the belief that they don't deserve certain things. And I want to know that the work that I'm doing, I want to know that the time that I'm putting in, the energy that I'm putting in is helping and it's creating a domino effect of other women who want to help and other women who want to serve so that we can all be the greatest that we were you know, put here to be. Great, great. No wrong answer there. So tell everybody how they can find you or connect with you online. Uh, well, you can connect with me online. Um, well, the easiest way, you can Google McKinney Smith or A Walk in My Stilettos. <laughs> um, the website, you can McKinneysmith.com or walkinmystilettos.com. On Instagram, I have my personal page is the real McKinney Smith because someone has McKinney Smith but's not using it. Um, and then I also have uh, the A Walk in My Stilettos Instagram. Uh, the podcast is A Walk in My Stilettos on all platforms. You can find me on one of those too. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want you real quick. I, I absolutely love your podcast. So before yeah. we go, tell us a little bit about the podcast. Share with us a little bit about it. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, so my podcast, I interview other women and share their stories of resilience and how they're using that to inspire and to make an impact. I mean, it's kind of an extension of my first book. So when I shared my story, A Walk on My Stilettos, is when I realized how much our stories can connect us and build these communities. And having other women come on and being able to amplify their voice and to share what they're doing in the world and the impact that they're making and how they're building their resilience muscle, just in hearing their stories. And these women are so transparent with their stories. Like there have been women that have come on and shared, you know, um, history of being sexually abused, um, infertility issues. Um, multiple women have come on and shared, you know, um, having cancer or other health issues, but they get real. They are so transparent. And the feedback that we're getting is from other women saying, wow, you know, they have either inspired me to go on and do such and such, or they helped me get through such and such. Um, so that, that gives me life right there. <laughs> Well, thanks, McKinney. I think it's some great work that you're doing. I think you're doing some awesome things to help empower women. And um, I just wish you much success and much luck and, and continued success in everything that you're doing and all your endeavors. I really, truly appreciate your time. So yeah, everybody, McKinney Smith, make sure you connect with her. Thanks again, McKinney. It was great having you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you having me on and I love everything that you're doing and I can't wait to share even more and to share, you know, your podcast with my audience. So thank you so much for having me on your show. No problem. You're welcome. As always, everyone stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember, 
that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.